All right, you guys ready? Uh, yeah. Give me a half a sec. Okay, I just had a cat making a lot of noise, and I figured she's going to be done in a minute or two. So I didn't want her doing right in the middle of the pro- right in the middle of the intro. More climbing in and out of a box. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, uh, back when we used to have cats in the middle of the night, I'd hear a hua, hua. And I'm like, no. That is and then the, the dog worst. won't. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is so wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Try to get through the intro without thinking about that. Uh, oh, believe me, people are going to hear it. All right. Um <laughs> This is episode 324 on December 5th, 2019. Set your photo apps down, iPhone photographers. It's time for Tiny Shutter Podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Tiny Shutter Podcast, where we talk about iPhone photography and other things. I'm Joseph Ferreira. I'm Dave Podner. I'm Greg McMillan. And I'm Matt Hoffman. Greetings, gentlemen. So I wasn't on the show last uh, last time because of Christmas parties. We are in that time of year. But uh, thanks for holding down the fort. <laughs> uh, so I, uh, I don't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> <Far back. laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, uh, it happened to be so. Today was almost a day that I would have missed. Um, I had another Christmas party that could have been either today or the fourteenth of December, and uh, ended up they chose the fourteenth, and so I was able to um, able to be on the show. So I'm glad because I I missed being on. It last uh, last show was just before Thanksgiving in the U.S. of A. And uh, I had a good time. How was your guys' Thanksgiving? Well, I think we were, we're just finishing off our leftovers. So I think it went pretty good. <laughs> now, Greg, if you're just finishing off your leftovers, we have to talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Yeah, no, ours was probably about uh, five weeks before yours. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know why that is, but I think it could have something to do with, with the fact that, you know, because we're further north, we have an earlier harvest. Yeah. So, but other than, other than that, I don't know what the reason is, but. Thanksgiving should be done with, you know, fall colors, not snow. Um. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Matt? Uh, yeah, it was a good Thanksgiving. And good. as far as leftovers go, I don't know. They were probably gone in a day because I don't really like leftovers. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I I tell you what, Thanksgiving is probably one of my favorite holidays. Um, we had, uh, at least down here in the South, we had perfect weather and, uh, uh, a really good time. So I, I, I like it. It's, uh, it is one of my favorite holidays, but let's go ahead and, uh, move out of the chit chat part and get into our focus point. Focus point. (laughs) 
All right. Um, so uh, we have a little bit of news. If you guys are not on Facebook, I don't think we've announced um, anything on the previous shows, but uh, uh, the Artful Eye Phonography Group has uh, a new uh, person who has taken over. Warren has uh, has stepped away. And uh, Greg, why don't you go ahead and uh, let everybody know what's going on? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, Warren put a post on on the uh, the. I'll call it the site because it is a website, but there is a companion app that goes with it. But um, he put a, a post on the site saying that um, after I think it was three years and eight months, he's decided to step away from hosting the community. And, um, uh, you know, I guess he was going to give it a few days and then he was going to uh, shut it down. But um, in private, he reached out to me to see if I would take over the hosting duties. And I, you know, I, I, at first I, I really didn't know what to think. Um, I, the first thing I did think of, though, is how much time it could probably take, uh, you know, hosting and, and keeping things going and whatnot. So I thought about it over the, the weekend. I think he posted that on a Thursday or a Friday. And I think it was by Sunday I sent him a text and I said, okay, we need to talk. So we finally got the, because we're three hours apart, he's out in the West Coast and I'm in um, in the uh, Eastern Standard Time Zone. Uh, we finally got a, an opportunity to get talking to each other on the phone. And I told him, well, we had a little chat first about, you know, what's involved with it. And then, you know, after hearing what he said, I said, okay. I'll do it. Woo-hoo. So I am now the new host of the Artful Eye Photography community. Yay. And that means, you know, I'm I'm basically running the website, the Twitter account, and the Instagram account. Wow. So it's um it's gonna take me some getting used to and uh you know, there's gonna be a few changes to to the site because um uh, you know, there's going to be a few features that aren't going to be there that were there before, but, um, I'm also going to try to add a few things. Um, so one thing that I've done so far is added a throwback Thursday post, and this is, uh, looking for folks to put up pictures out of their archives from, you know, iPhones gone by, you know, earlier, um, edit styles, things like that. Uh, and, you know, it's just a get an idea of how their photography has, you know, changed and improved over the months, weeks, years, whatever it's been. And um, so far, the response is pretty good. I, you know, with anything, there's always a core group of people that that really partic- participate regularly. And I, I'm seeing that with the community. Um, I kind of hope that changes. I hope we get more participation, but if we don't, that's fine. You know, it's a great group of folks that are, that go on there regularly now. And, uh, um, uh, yeah, so I'm the new guy. <laughs> yeah. Warren, I, I mean, three, almost four years of doing anything is, mm-hmm. you know, especially if, uh, you know, for Warren, you know, the, 
to be able to do it and, you know, continue to do it, you know, we've watched other people get burned out like in a year on certain things, yeah. but he, uh, he was, he did a tremendous job of, of keeping that community going. And, you know, it went from one Canadian hand to another and, uh, uh <laughs> um, but but, you know, it, it, it is uh, commendable because, I mean, sometimes I look at what we're doing and, you know, it's uh, I'm surprised we're this far into it. I think we we do it now because it's like uh, it's like habit. We, we've always done it. But I've, I've watched other people. Yeah, well, we're going to do this and they do it for a while and then, it gets, you know, they they're gone. But, uh, you know, I think uh, I think Warren did a, a fantastic job with the group and and he's not leaving. You know, he's still, no, no, he's still there. Yeah, yeah, he's still there. So I was I'd be I'd be very disappointed if he left. And um, but no, I'm glad to see he's uh, he's still around. Yeah. And, and he built that by himself from just himself. Yeah. You know, he, he started it and he built it up to over five hundred and thirty members in the community um like i said there's there, there's still just that core group of people that are are posting regularly but uh i mean to 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 go from scratch to over 530 in a community like that is it's pretty impressive and he you know that's another reason why i just could not let it go away right uh it, it's a community that i've made a lot of friends with i guess you could say even though i've not met anybody personally but i mean we've had jeff feeney on he's there um uh you know there's there's people from all over the world on there and i just couldn't see it going away but i could at the same time i could understand warren's position because you know it it had to be um it had to be draining and you know things get stale um you know, sometimes you find it difficult to uh, find new ways to, like, introduce new features and things like that. So sometimes it maybe takes a fresh set of eyes or a fresh mind, you know, to, to carry the torch. So um, I, I, that, the biggest thing was is I couldn't see all his hard work go away. No. Um, you know, so that's that that was the the deciding factor for me, and it's really not taking up. A ton of time because I mean I could schedule posts and things like that. So, um, you know, it's it's I think it's going to be you know fairly easy to maintain, and uh, I just want to be able to think of some you know new stuff to uh, give it a fresh look and appeal, and and um, you know maybe you know we could probably get the odd guest from that community or something like like yeah. we did with Jeff. Like he's he I think he's in the Facebook group as well. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are on that community, <clears throat> excuse me, on that community that are also in the Tiny Shutter Facebook group. So, uh, well, we you, had, you know, um, a, we had not, not only Jeff Feeney, but, um, we had, uh, Jack Hollingsworth that's in the group, mm -hmm. uh, on the yeah. show. Um, were you on the, were you in the group before you came aboard Tiny Shutter? Yep. Okay. So, you know, you, um, yeah, so very much the, the, uh, AIO, what's, is it, uh, well, kind of an AIPC is kind of the, short oh, okay, form. AIPC, there we go. Yeah. 
the AIPC group um, is a, you know, very symbiotic uh, group when it comes to Tiny Shutter. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I remember when Warren first uh, started popping up in our in our views. And that was a, uh, you know, it was good to see uh, another, you know, group to be able to come alongside tiny shutter and you know it was uh you know i I was when when i first heard that you know he was uh uh i think you you told me because i i had been away from my social media for a little bit and then it was like oh wow Uh, i didn't know that was uh that was happening but when uh you know when you said you were gonna take it over i was like oh that's great that's awesome yeah it's hard it's hard to see somebody's hard work go go away and uh just like just like here at tiny shutter i'm not an original member of the tiny shutter uh podcast uh matt is but uh you know there are times that groups will have people come and have people go and that fresh blood that those new ideas that um you know sometimes helps others to catch that fire again it's like uh one of the things oh one of the things that i was uh thinking about just uh, a few minutes ago was uh, and when I mentioned how sometimes people can get burned out or, the, you know, they go for a little bit and they're like on fire and then they, they fizzle out is, you know, uh, sometimes certain people don't know how to pace themselves. And, um, yeah. you know, there was there there have been some other podcasts that I've listened to where they go strong, 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 and they're like doing everything they can. And next thing you know, they they end up moving on to something else or they get burned out or, or, or something like that. But, you know, I was talking to my father, uh, this week and he's, he's starting to do, uh, some YouTube and, uh, um, I'm getting him involved in podcasting. Um, and, and I told him, I said, you know, if you're going to start something, you know, consistency is, is good. And I said, don't go hog wild and, you know, burn yourself out. And I even told him, I think this was last night. Uh, I told him, you know, if you're going to start something, why don't you do, you know, four episodes before you start posting something that way, if you have a schedule, you know, you're always at least three or four episodes ahead. So you don't feel like, Oh, I'm behind and I need to, I need to get something out out quickly or I don't have enough time. Life gets in the way. And then, you know, you're kind of, uh, out of, uh, out of sync with what your, your schedule is. And that gives you some sort of a buffer, you know, we don't do that here on this show, but, uh, you know, we have enough people involved that if like last uh, episode, I couldn't make it. That doesn't mean that the episodes stop. It doesn't mean that the show yeah, comes to a halt. Um, but you guys are here to pick up when I'm not here. Or if one of you guys are you know can't make a show, that's fine. You know, but you know, there's there's enough of us that we can do this without um, you know without missing a show. And and then then there's times that. Yeah, uh, no show this week, you know, but we, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's rare. Um, but you know, it's that consistency and not trying to burn it, burn ourselves out. That's the key. Yeah. And I think the root of 
the root of the success of Tiny Shutter and going forward, the AIPC, uh, I think, is the, the passion that we all share for iPhone photography. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's something that we all love to talk about. There, and it's always changing. There's always something new coming along. There's, um, there's not, it's not very often that we don't have something to talk about. Yeah, you know, and with photography, it could be a general topic too. Like it doesn't have to be mobile or iPhone related. I mean, we we we've talked about things in the past, like ethics or, um, you know, like a, a genre or or something like that too. So there's you know, there's such a wide range of things that we can talk about. It's it's just great. Yeah. So well, that's great. I'm I'm excited to hear uh, that the group's not going away. Um, I actually did participate in a throwback Thursday last week. Um, yeah, you did. And that was really cool too. And <laughs> what I really liked about that, Joe, is your, your setup shot. Yeah. Don't just to show how you got the final shot. That was really cool. So what I, what, what I posted was, uh, back when I had my three GS iPhone, uh, I was starting to apply photography fundamentals into using the iPhone because if you may have heard me say this before, but when I when I first got into iPhoneography, uh, you know, I picked up the 3GS as like as my first smartphone, and um, I was kind of burned out on my SLR. I was not you know, excited about it. I wasn't, you know, really, uh, I, I felt like I was in a creative funk. Um, and, and so when I picked up the iPhone, I noticed that, Oh, I could take pictures. Oh, this is fun. I'll just play around with it. And I was like, you know what? The, I can actually with the right, with the right lighting, with the correct exposure, with good composition, I can create some amazing uh, images with this little phone. And so yeah. I, I was just, I started, I, I made my own gray card. I started, you know, setting up lights and taking pictures of things. And I was showing, uh, I was showing my uh, supervisor at work. I was like, yeah, he had the same phone I did. And so I showed him, he goes, wait, you did that with your phone? And then he called one of the ladies into the office or she walked in. He goes, Hey, you have the same, the same phone as, and she goes, Oh yeah. And the images are terrible. And he's like, look at Joe's. <laughs> and she, she goes, what you did that with your phone. I'm like, yeah. And so that sparked a fire in me. And I was like, mm -hmm. Oh, this is awesome. I was, I felt like I was able to enjoy photography and, and be able to get right back into it. And, and so the iPhone and, and iPhoneography became a, a passion of mine and was able to, you know, help me to uh, have that uh, fire back into me when it came to photography. And this has been a great outlet for me because I love to teach. Obviously, I like talking, but, um, you know, and being able to talk about and, and teach and, and inspire others helps me to keep that fire going, too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's that's something that I want to incorporate 
into the uh, community is you know teaching and and more learning and things like that. So, uh, you know, like I say, it's going to take me some time to get into the groove of of hosting uh, of, of my hosting duties and whatnot. Um, and I'm always open to new ideas too. So, I mean, uh, by all means, anybody can get a hold of me on Twitter or whatever and, and throw some ideas at me. And um, you know, well, we tell tell everybody how something. they can find the group and and join. Okay, so the website is Artful Eye Photography. That's all one word. Dot mn. Dot co. So the mn stands for Mighty Networks. So yes. there's a there's an iPhone app called um, Mighty Network. Mighty Networks. Mm-hmm. And then I think if if you put the app in and start it up, you can search for the Artful Eye Photography Community, and um, you can join up that way. And uh, um, the I think the app works fairly close to how the website works. Um, there were some bugs with it when iOS 13 came along, but the folks at Money Networks, they seem to have that pretty well worked out. So, you know, you can either use the app or go to the website and, um, uh, you know, just just join the community. So, and I'll get, I think I get an alert when there's new members and, uh, you know, we usually send out a welcome message or whatever to them. And, and, and a lot of the members will say, hey, welcome, you know, how you doing, whatever, you know, they say hi. And so it's a really friendly community too. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, join the group, uh, get in there, and uh, you know, participate. You'll uh, you'll really enjoy it. The, you know, just same. It's the same thing as our Facebook group. You know, our Facebook group. Everybody's really polite. They um, are enthusiastic, and uh, you know, we don't we don't get the trolls, and that's you know a wonderful thing. <laughs> you know, you're coming yeah. into a you're coming into a community. You're not, you know, you're not there to, you know, lob uh, Molotov cocktails at each other. And uh, so that's, yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> that's pleasant. Well, cool. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing more about the, the group as we go on. And, uh, you know, we'll uh, continue to, you know, uh, see if we can grow that community and, uh, and go from there. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next thing on the list is a an app. So let me go ahead and play the app jingle. It's that simple to put the app right on the phone. And I help. And I helped. That's right. Um, <laughs> uh, I didn't know about the uh, the announcement a couple days ago, but Apple made an announcement of the uh, best ios mac os apps of 2019 uh mark called me yesterday and told me about it and said that specter was uh the iphone app of the year which is pretty cool um and we've talked about specter on the the show uh who still uses the specter app i do Oh yeah, I, I I mean the thing is it's I, I use it especially, but it's to me and you, you guys will probably agree it's more of a you need to have the right look the right time to use it. Oh sure, absolutely. So it, you know, given the fact that if I'm not near, especially waterfalls are nice running water, it's like you know it's, it's something you have to. Even though I have it and when it's needed, I definitely grab for it, and I love the fact how well it works handheld 
Yes. And that it just it's one thing that it's it's not free, but like they say in the thing, three dollars for what it does. I, I would say it's beyond reasonable. It's cheap for three dollars. Yeah, absolutely. Given given what it does, and it's I think it's a really nice, well supported app. Yeah, Matt, do you still use it? Uh, I do, but kind of like Dave was saying, it it really is dependent on the situation. So I I just really have a soft spot for slow shutter cam. Um, but that app really demands that you have a tripod. Yes. And you yes. know, sometimes the opportunity presents itself to you know get a shot that would look best, you know, using a slow shutter type uh um, function and I don't have a tripod handy, so that's definitely when I reach for Spectre. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I do. I do enjoy Spectre. It is a good app, um, but it, you know, for me, it's really a situational uh, type app. Yeah i I go for the slow shutter cam uh, typically when I have a. Um, you know, when I have a tripod, I've even tried setting, you know, my phone down either on a railing or on a rock. It never works out right because I'm, I'm constantly moving. Um, but when Spectre came out, I was able to, I think I was at Chimney Rock and we were actually um, staying in a motel by the river and uh we walk, walked i walked down i didn't let my kids walk down to the river um <laughs> uh and i was able to get handheld shots and and get that slow shutter um that that slow shutter capture with specter it was great i i was impressed so it's not surprising it kind of is surprising but it's not surprising that apple would choose it as their i ios um app of the year but um on a uh and and the reason also why uh, mark called me was because he said he went on to the reviews on petapixel because petapixel had uh did an article on it and we will link that in the show notes but he went into the comment section comment comment section and uh posted that he did a video on it and uh mark said that he got quite a few quite a few new views from that uh from that little uh comment and so if you are listening to our podcast for the first time and you came from Petapixel, welcome. Um, and uh, like I said, you can join our Facebook group and uh, the Artful iPhoneography group and, uh, you know, uh, dive into, you know, iPhone uh, photography with us and enjoy it. But uh, I thought that was pretty cool. All right. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, and I, I, also, I, I, go ahead, Dave. Okay. Well, okay. And if you primarily listen to the podcast and don't realize that Tiny Shutter has a YouTube channel, Mark has some really awesome videos on there, uh, both review and how to videos. Yes. And really exceptionally high quality videos on there. Yep. So, Go go on to YouTube, watch the videos, tell all your friends, you know, make uh, make our channel go viral. Mark will thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
All right. Uh, well, let's go ahead and uh, let's go around the room and uh, find out what everybody's been up to in the last couple of weeks. Um, let's start with you, Dave. What have you been up to sure. lately? Well, um, I I don't know if anyone else has had this situation, but um, I was trying to do some edits on a photo and uh, did the um, uh, photos extension where, you know, you can see all the other apps that will edit inside the photo app, which I like. And it was like, oh, wait a minute. I have that app installed. I forgot I had that app installed. And it was Pixelmator uh, for the iPhone. And I was like, oh, I guess I had that installed. I just, for whatever reason, it was hidden in folders. And, you know, it's one of those things I think we all have the issues like, you download something, you give it a try, then you go back to what you're very familiar with. And so it was like, oh, okay. Um, you know, it's like, oh, I look, so I, you know, open it up and it was like, oh, okay. Oh, and then I started just to play around with it a bit there. And it has a lot more features, especially for doing editing inside the Photos app as the extension that add some nice little artistic touches to it. What's it called um, again? One, sure, it's Pixelmator. Pixelmator, yeah. That's not that's not a new one. That's an old one. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. Yeah, that's what kind of shocked me cuz I know Pixelmator Photo was recently on sale for the iPad. And I I, I think I purchased Pixelmator ugh, when it first came out. A while back, it had to be a couple years ago, and I think it was just one of those things where I don't know if they've updated it since then or something else happened. But um, using it, and I the one um, editing I used was the kaleidoscope on a and the picture I originally took. I was it was just a really light a little amount of a light amount of snow coming down, so it was just enough where the grass areas were had a little bit of white to it, but luckily the roads were in good shape. So we didn't have to worry about slipping and sliding, which is always a positive, but the photo just was a little blah. But when I did the kaleidoscope part and did some editing, it really, at least to my mind, made it something that was kind of eye catching just because it was different. Mm. So it was like, huh, okay, I'll give that a try. Oh, that was kind of nice. That turned out kind of neat. A little bit better than, um, than I you know, than I thought at first when it came out. And the other one I tried because I put up some Christmas lights was, and this is something we talked about a while back, was the Neurocam, the one that supposedly um, oh, you know takes the multiple yes. photos, stacks them together, and helps with low light situation. The one I poo pooed. That one, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I, honestly, I kind of poo-pooed it too. Um, but it was, you know, it was it was dark outside, and I was like, well, it's, you know, my I, I still have it installed, so I might as well give it a try. Um, we have a little bit of a, a wall out front where I can put the camera down to steady it at least. So it definitely, unlike, unlike Spectre, you definitely need this to be at least steadied, if not tripod. And... Um, the photo turned out really well, and I also used it on an inside photo of one of our trees that we put up, 
and I didn't have any like it wasn't exceptionally well lit. It was kind of dark, uh, completely handheld, just really steadied, really steady my hand kind of against the wall. And, you know, it wasn't iPhone 11. It wasn't Pixel, you know, three or Pixel four quality, but it made a big difference in terms of definitely lighting the room and lighting the photo without blowing it out or overexposing it. So just a matter of, you know, apps that you may have downloaded in the past and little changes and updates updates they've done over the years or over the weeks. Like, oh, yeah, they really did a nice job improving that. And the behind, especially the, a lot of these apps which are using machine learning, artificial intelligence, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's just a matter of, they sometimes make improvements on it, like I said, especially when it's more software-based improvements versus hardware. They can make improvements and give it a try, you know, if you haven't tried something for a while and you can see what kind of changes they made. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. It's always fun to kind of revisit some old apps and then you find some that have long since been, <laughs> you know, uh taken off of the uh the app store and you can't get them anymore um but uh yeah i think i downloaded that pixel mater back in 2016 so it's kind of crazy all right uh see here greg what have you been up to well i've been uh adjusting to the taking over the hosting duties of the aipc um uh as far as shooting goes, uh, a little, not too much. Um, since the last show, uh, I did take my brother down to uh, another doctor's appointment in Toronto. So I had about a half an hour or so of um, time to mosey around down there. And I went to the uh, the big shopping center that I went to the trip prior to that, about two months before that. But this time they have a Christmas tree in there. And it's the tallest Christmas tree in Canada. The uh, The shopping center is three floors. The tree sits on the floor of the lower level, goes up through an opening, and almost to the, the there's a, a glass, uh, like a, almost like a dome ceiling in it. <laughs> and it almost goes up to that. It's a 108-foot one, tree. Oh, my word. Obviously that- not real. Oh, and, okay, uh, good. All that's, all that's on it is, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah they, I could just imagine they brought it in from BC, from the you know the the redwoods or whatever. But, <laughs> but no, it's uh, it, it was really something. Um, so you know, I I had to actually do a vertical panoramic shot, um, with the native iPhone app to get the whole thing in one shot. Um, so I put that on Instagram and uh, on Dayflash, um. I got a, a, a kind of a cute comment on um, one of the ones on Instagram. There was a, I was on the second floor and there was an escalator that was going up right, right in front of me. So I crouched down and I tilted the camera, <coughs> excuse me, I tilted the camera on an angle to ju- try to get, you know, most of the tree in and get the top of it in. And somebody said that it looked like the tree was going up the escalator. And after I looked at it, you know they were right it actually <laughs> kind of did it looked like a tree going up the escalator but um so that was kind of fun and you know they had a a few um 
displays with lights and stuff. So I was kind of um, checking things out like that. But I was uh, I was using First Light for some of those photos, and uh, we talked about First Light a little bit on the last show. And since then, um, a little shameless plug here, I wrote a very uh, in-depth uh, review. Um, it's more like just a walkthrough of the app and uh, posted it yesterday. And it, I just wanted to be able to, to describe all the features that this app has because there's a free version, which, um, you know, it, it, it works pretty good with the free stuff. But the... Uh, the stuff that you have to pay for through a subscription model um, really sets this app apart from some of the others. So, uh, you know, there's, um, you know, a bit of customization in the controls uh, for focusing and, and exposure and things like that. Um, it, it has, uh, excuse me one second. Sorry, I just had to cough. Uh, it has... Uh, so the folks at Filmic, it's the, the people from Filmic Pro that, that put this app out, and they they must be fans of the old analog days of photography because they have a lot of uh, um, film styles in their filters, um, or they call it looks. And it's not just, you know, this type of film or that type of film, but they've actually taken, you know, what they like best of this one and what they like best of that one and put them together um, and and kind of mix things up and made really cool um, film looks. So in, in order to really give this app a good thorough look at, you know, uh, to try it out, I, I subscribed for a year. And for me, it was only like $10 and something Canadian. So I think it might be seven ninety nine for you guys or something in the States. But uh, uh, it, it is good. It is really good. Um, I'm enjoying using it. And um, I have it on the the first page of my iPhone, right along with Highlight Inspector. So, um, it so basically that's kind of tied up a lot of my time too over the last couple of weeks. It took me probably oh a good six hours to get everything all written out and everything. So you know, I sat down three different times at the computer to do it. So um, that's kind of been my uh, last couple of weeks. Nice and. Now, now that we have a bit of snow, it, I, I I like shooting in the snow. I don't like shooting in the brown stick season. Yeah. You know that's <laughs> that's where I that's where I lose interest for a while. Between the fall colors and the snow, there's just about a a month there where I just have no desire to shoot anything. But now that the, we do have a little bit of snow, unfortunately, I think it's going to go away next week. But um, it should be back probably the week after. I'm hoping. Uh, but I'd like to see a good you know a good snowfall that's going to cover everything where I can actually get out and take some kind of decent pictures. Nice. And I'm still going to send you a snow shovel, Joe, because (laughs) (laughs) one of these days you're going to get some snow. I'm sure of it. (laughs) I thought about it and I was like, "Uh, I could get a snow shovel, but then it's 15 years already. I haven't had to use one, Uh, (laughs) even though I probably needed to at, at a few points, but you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, I got a flathead uh, shovel that can do for a little bit, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> and you have a jeep. That's right, and a jeep. Oh, cool. All right, Matt, what you been up to? 
All right. So I'm trying hard to get back into the swing of things here. I've been, uh, I think I, I mentioned probably the last couple shows now that I've been super boring and really just focused on, on work. And that hasn't really changed a whole lot, I guess, but, um, there is light at the end of the tunnel and mm-hmm. I'll probably go into a little bit more detail about that with you guys after the show. Um, but I did manage on Monday this, this past Monday to, um, basically use the time that I would have spent eating lunch to go and grab some pictures. And, um, you know, this is a, a tough time of year, you know, just like Greg was saying, everything's brown. Um, and I am dying for some snow to just to make things look nice. And, um, on Monday, I just, I just didn't care. I just wanted to take pictures and, um, I was in uh, Youngstown, Ohio, and there's this really awesome park in Youngstown called Mill Creek Park. And um, I, I love going there to shoot. And so I was right near there, and I swung in and um, managed to uh, play around with slow shutter cam for a bit and got some couple shots that I liked. And uh, and that was, that was fun, although I was not dressed for the weather. It was a whole lot colder than I thought it was going to be, so I was kind of freezing to death. Oh. Um, what else? So that that's like practically all the shooting I've done uh, other than like, you know, family stuff right. like over the Thanksgiving holiday um quite quite a bit of that and videos and and whatnot um just today actually i I revisited a a photo that i took gosh probably more than a month ago now and and got around to editing it (laughs) it's like just it's one of those ones where like um and, and if you go to like my instagram it's like the first picture because I, I just uploaded it like an hour or two ago and um it's an area of this park near my house where a whole bunch of pine trees at some point in time had been replanted and they're um in these perfect rows so there's these big tall pine trees but in these perfect rows and i took this shot just kind of like looking down the middle of oh, these two rows of pine trees and um it's just one of those kind of like cool perspective kind of things, you know, like the vanishing point in the distance. And I was like, you know, there's, it's not on its own. It's really not that interesting of a picture. Like it looks cool standing here, seeing it in person, but it didn't really translate to a picture all that well. But I took the picture anyway, knowing that there's something I can do with this. I just don't know exactly how I want to edit it yet. And then I don't know today, I just had a spark of inspiration. And so, um, kind of over like two or three separate sessions throughout the evening, as I had like a few minutes here and there to, to work on it, I got it done and I I liked the way that turned out. And then, um, I think I'm going to embark on another little project that I'm giving myself, um, I was thinking a lot about like printing and like photo books and stuff like that. Cause I, I just made a photo book for, um, 
for a relative of mine and uh, I'll probably make a couple other ones here soon. Nice. And I was thinking, you know, I have, I'm sorry. What was that? I said nice. Oh yeah. So I, I you know, I've kind of fallen into the, you know, the, the trap of really not getting prints made too terribly often anymore. Um, and when I do, I usually give them away to like other people in my family and stuff. Um, so I think what I'm going to do instead of getting prints made is start making, um, maybe like yearly photo books of like what I think are my best, um, like landscape photos of the year. Cause I, I definitely get like family pictures printed and I make family like photo books and stuff like that. But, um, unless I really like really like one of my landscape pictures, like, Oh wow, this is like one of the best shots I've ever done. Uh, I very rarely get them printed. So, um, I think I'm going to start doing that. And the reason this is like a project for me is because I'm going to kind of retroactively do this (laughs) and go back, you know, obviously for this year, 2019, but then kind of go back, um, probably for as far back as I've been shooting digitally, which is 2006. Nice. So, yeah. Um, I don't know if it'll take like too terribly long, for me to kind of curate the pictures. I think the hardest part is going to be um, what I want to do is I want to retrieve all the, the EXIF info and actually kind of put that in as a caption. So like, you know, someday when I'm dead and let's say my (laughs) son finds these books or something, if, if he had like any interest in photography at all, he'd be able to flip through it and see all the information on, you know, how I shot the photo, what camera it was shot with, and uh, probably the location as well. Yeah. No, that's cool. Are, are you going to, I mean, are you going to do one, like, how many images do you think you would do per book? 12, 20? Um, so, it, I don't know. It, it's not necessarily like 12, like one per month because I might've had a month where I didn't even really shoot much. Um, so, you know, it'll, it'll just vary. Okay. I, I would say like, um, I have a feeling like my 2006 and 2007 books might have a lot of pictures in them because I, I had just gotten, a my first digital DSLR and I was like really jazzed on it and was constantly going, you know, all over the place in Arizona to shoot. Uh, cause I was living out there at the time. And I think, you know, the, these books will include photos from like all cameras. So both iPhone and, you know, mirrorless or DSLR or whatever. So just whatever I think are like, you know, my bet, my favorite pictures, maybe not my best, but my favorite. Sure. With, you know, and usually my favorites are probably my best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, n- knowing you, yeah, you have a lot of great images to choose from. So that, that's exciting. 
Yeah, it should be a fun project. Like it literally just like popped in my head today. Like while I was driving, I was I was listening to a, a podcast and they were, uh, I don't know, yammering about uh, printing or, or I don't even know what they were talking about. It was real brief, just something about printing. And I was like, oh, you know what I should do? And uh, so now I'm kind of running with that. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, I haven't been up to a whole lot of things uh, lately, mainly because uh, getting into December is a really busy time of the year for me. And so uh, projects, parties, uh, you know, just, you know, end of year, um, you know, uh, stuff getting ready for 2020 is just taking up a lot of my time. I feel like the the last half of the year has just flown right by and so um i need to uh, probably carve out some time and be able to uh go out and and do that the other thing too is that i might have to look into a new printer uh this one's starting to act up because uh, i was just thinking about it lately i need to do some more printing myself and uh, i really need to update my wall in the living room uh, because uh, they are awesome images that I have up there, but they're uh, quite a few years uh, <laughs> ago. So that is something that I will probably be doing in the near future. Well, cool. Let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, end the show. But first, let's uh, let's jump into uh, our post pick of the week. And where did I? Oh, there it is. Woohoo. All right. Uh, Greg, why don't you go ahead and uh, explain or tell us who our post pick of the week is? Okay. Um, so this week we've, uh, or this ep- this show, um, we've gone to the well. So that's the uh, tiny shutter hashtag on Instagram. And, you know, we say this every time. There are so many really, really good photos on there to choose from. But this one kind of caught my eye for a couple of reasons. Uh, it's by Addie Rose Photo. That's the username. And uh, this image is an underwater photo of a, a sea turtle. Um, so it was taken with an iPhone 11 Pro Max using a Lenzo underwater iPhone 8 Plus housing. So talk about being creative with uh, with your gear. And um, uh, it looks like it could possibly be with the ultra wide, but I'm going to say probably just the uh, regular wide angle lens, uh, unless this case has an, a lens attached to it, because I think the um, that's one of the options you can get with these cases. But um, in any case, <clears throat> the the image is just a sea turtle, you know, looks like it's just swimming along, minding its own business down near the... Uh, the uh, seabed, which is uh, you know coral and rock and whatnot, uh, so you know there's some brown tones there. The shell itself of the turtle has some nice yellow coloring on it, and then off in the background, as the water get as you know as it gets further away from the camera and closer to the surface, the water turns a brilliant, brilliant blue, and you know the the composition is spot on for this type of image and. Uh, I mean, it it just caught my eye. 
what, what do you guys think? What do you thought? Uh, what are your thoughts, Matt? Um, so yeah, the, I love this, this, uh, this pick, um, for a whole variety of reasons. The first one being that it's, it's unique. I, I don't know if we've had an underwater, uh, photo for post pick of the week before, but, um, uh, underwater photography is kind of what got me interested in photography in the first place. Like oh, back cool. when I was, mm, I don't know, 16, I guess. Um, I, I suppose maybe my love for photography started slightly before that. Um, a few years before that were with bird photography and I actually tried that when I was maybe like uh, 12 or 13 years old, but I didn't know anything about like cameras and zoom lenses. And I just had this weird um, camera that shot disc film. Yes. And um, I just like went out and pointed it at birds and took pictures and then wondered why when I got the film developed, all I could see were the trees. <laughs> but um, it, uh I remember going to the Cayman Islands when I was 16 and um, that was like my first experience with uh, like snorkeling and coral reefs and, you know, sea turtles and, you know, all the cool fish and everything. And um, I think at that time I just had, you know, those disposable Kodak, like underwater cameras that you could get. And, uh, you know, I had a blast with those and I got some great pictures with them too. But the, the thing with those is, um, when you're underwater, you don't realize like how much the, the light is being filtered. And right. unless you're like insanely close to your subject, everything just looks like blue green color yeah. and it's super washed out that's what makes this picture so amazing. And I, and I kind of briefly checked out this, um, uh, underwater housing that she had the, uh, the iPhone in. It looks like it had some, uh, built in filters and, th and that's really essential to kind of filtering out some of that blue light so that you could actually get some, some of the color, uh, in your subject, um, and I'm, I'm guessing that's what's going on here. And it looks like there had to be some sort of external lighting as well. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that this was only shot with an iPhone. I think there was, I mean, obviously the iPhone took the picture, but there was some other, uh, gear I think used in this photo as well. It's super sharp. And I love the way the turtle is kind of swimming towards her. Uh, it kind of has this grumpy look like, <laughs> oh, man, you know, another another group of scuba divers, you know. But, um, you know, sea turtles are super chill. And I, I've been fortunate enough to, to swim and snorkel with a handful of them. And um, I just know that, you know, every, every time that, that I've been able to do that it was a, a really awesome experience so this picture kind of brings back all, all those memories for me and um i just love the the sharpness and the colors and it's really cool yeah very cool dave what are your thoughts yeah uh, honestly this is one of those photos that when you just first look at it and you go iphone 
And I, when you mentioned about the external lighting, uh, yeah, I also looked at the web page for the company that puts out the um, the housing, and there is a an attachment for external lighting on top of it. Um, and, and this is something we were looking at in the pre-show, uh, looking at the website for the um, for the company that does it. I misread the site because it's I saw $115 and I'm like, well, that's, you know, a little pricey, but you know, for an <laughs> underwater housing, boy, that's actually not as bad as I, then I read it's $115 off regular price. <laughs> I'm like, Ooh, yeah, that's it. Ah, $500 on sale. Yeah. That's an ouchie. I mean, yeah. <laughs> not in terms of not being worth it. But yeah. just in terms of you, in my mind, if you're going on vacation, I would want to make sure that I could actually use it well and in, in its purpose for this. Yes. But it, it is, it's still amazing that, you know, you figure if you want to do a underwater shot like this with, you know, outside of buying a ruggedized camera, just as a, a, a good camera, to have to make that waterproof would be... I have no idea, but imagine exceptionally expensive and it'd be a pain in the butt to shoot with uh, being bulky. And just like I said, getting these shots. Uh, this is also something that when we find something on the Instagram feed, it's sometimes hard unless it's someone who we notice and have seen multiple times. It's hard to know, oh, here's this person, Addy Rose, Addy, A-D-D-Y Rose Photo. On Instagram, I'm like, okay, is this person in the group or not? Because when I posted it as a cover shot, since when the post pick, it was like, I see someone with a very similar name, but I'm not sure if that's them and I don't want to tag them. Uh, luckily, uh, they responded with a thank you. Um, so we know that Addison is actually, he's actually in the group. Yeah. So, it, yeah, so it's, it's a pre, you know, we're using the hashtag tiny share. We know it's not always, it's not exclusive to the group and we could get someone who's unfamiliar with our group. But it's always nice to see someone who's in the group that you just didn't know, you know, you didn't happen to cross their photography either in the group or on Instagram to reach out. And like you said, it's what we're saying about the R4 iPhone photography, having a, just making the, community larger is always a positive thing yeah absolutely yeah i like this image it's it is one of those images that you can um you know just look at and go oh wow that is so cool how did they oh okay and you know the the fact that they put in you know the description of the the housing which you know i i was first thinking about when we were talking about it uh it, we're not we're not saying oh you can't use you know lenses you can't use external lighting or we encourage using lenses and external lighting and doing whatever you can to get the image um 
we're not we're not sitting here going oh you need to be a purist and not put a uh, lens on it no not at all we encourage that type of stuff i was just actually playing with one of the lenses that i have here uh, the macro lens and you know it's amazing what you can do with the uh these phones and then when you add a lens or you add external lighting you know y- you get images like what uh what addy did and um and so that's you know that's one of the things that we love to do on the show is to showcase what you guys are doing because when i tell people about the uh tiny shutter podcast i say yeah we have fun we talk about iphones and uh photography and stuff like that but the images that our listeners are 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 putting out there blow my mind a lot you know just i'm like oh wow that is so cool and and so for us to be able to uh showcase and uh pick a post pick of the week and have somebody um uh you know have their image up there it's you know it's one of those things that we love to do because um you know you guys who listen to the show who participate in the facebook group and on the artful um iPhone, uh, iPhotography, um, group. It's a, you know, it's a pleasure to work with you guys and to, and to see what you do because you inspire us and it's, we're able to show other people what, what can be done with an iPhone. And, you know, and a lot of people think, oh, I want to get into photography, but, I I can't afford uh, this or I can't do that when actually they have everything that they need for the most part in their pocket. And that's that's what we love to do. So congratulations, Addy. You are our post pick of the week winner. If you'd like to be chosen as post pick of the week, you have two options. You could go onto our Facebook group and look for our weekly photo challenge, or you can go on Instagram and use the hashtag tiny shutter and uh, put that hashtag on your post and it will show up in the hashtag feed, which we go through uh, once every four weeks. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and choose from uh, from there. So go on to Facebook or go on to Instagram and uh, participate. We'd love to see you there. All right, gentlemen. I think we have ourselves a show. Uh, is there anything else that you guys wanted to bring up real quick? Can't think of anything. No. Good to go here. All righty. I'll go ahead and play this. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. Barely. All right. Why don't we go around the room and tell everybody where they can find you? Let's start with you, Matt. All right. You can check me out on Instagram, Flickr, uh, um, Dayflash, the Artful Life Phonography community, and Twitter at M Hoffman Photo. Dave. Yep. You can find me on. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Dayflash, uh, as ProfPod, um, and on the Facebook group as Dave Podner. Awesome. Greg? Okay, you can find me on Twitter at MacmillanPhoto, or sorry, Macmillan underscore photo. I got it wrong again. <laughs> uh, Instagram, MacmillanPhoto, and uh, also on Twitter, the, um, the account is ArtfulIphone for the uh, AIPC. 
And their Instagram account is um, artfulipc. And so you can also get me on dayflash at McMillan. So, um, yeah, hit, hit me up at the, at the community and, and, or any of those other places. I'll, I'll be around. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram at Joseph Ferreira. You can find links to our show notes, to our YouTube channel, uh, and to everything else by going to tinyshutter.com. All right, gentlemen, good job, good show. And, uh, you know, I think I'll be here next time. <laughs> as far as I know, I'll be here next time. But uh, until then, why don't you guys say goodnight to everybody? Good night, everybody. Quack, quack. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, bye. (laughs) We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave us a review and a five-star rating. See you next week. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Kowalski, what's our trajectory? 95% certain this will end in massive, (laughs) flaming disaster. And the other 5%? Irrelevant, sir. I I I thought you were dead. Oh, no. I told you. Well, I fibbed a little bit, but don't be mad. Remember, it's better to tell the truth. And that's no lie. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Barely.